Hello, and welcome to the Flip and Shift podcast. My name is Julie Walls. This podcast was based on the Flip and Shift's tagline, flipping your thinking to then shifting your behavior. The Flip and Shift podcast focuses on temperament to then how we evolve in our thinking to which influences our behaviors. We create belief systems throughout life, which affects the outcomes in our lives. Did you know that you can reprogram these belief systems? to produce the outcomes you so desire. No matter what you're dealing with, there will always be a solution for you. So this podcast should give you some hope. Yay! With each episode, we'll be chatting with leading experts in the field that have overcome struggles of their own. They found their way to overcome areas in their lives that needed focus and are now actually helping others to find their way. We all have a story to share. Let's learn from our past to change our future, and most importantly, inspire and help others along the way. If you are wanting to feel empowered, inspired, and are ready to make those changes in your life, you are subscribed to the right podcast. And hey, thank you so much for your support. Now, grab your favorite drink or snack, turn up the volume, kick back, and enjoy this chat. We have Dr. Matthew Jadan of Pure RX Neutropathic Healing and Wellness. Ah, my mouth's tongue tied today. He's a three-time cancer survivor. He's dealt with brain cancer twice and thyroid cancer. He has been on a path to wellness for a number of years and works with chronic illness patients from all over the world. So a lot of folks follow me that are dealing with autoimmunity issues, chronic illness, Lyme, mold, cancer, anything and everything. We're here for you today, you guys. We're trying to give you guys a hope rope. He will be answering your questions live if there's any questions. Dr. Jadan hopes to revolutionize medicine by integrating the healing powers of naturopathy. He believes in treating the root cause, not just the symptom. It's so important, you guys. Just don't put a band-aid over the symptom. Go at it at the root level. He's also been featured in the film, Why Am I Always Sick? Found on YouTube. So you guys check him out. But without further ado, welcome, welcome, Dr. Jadan. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great. And yourself? Oh, I'm awesome. I'm sweating like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I can't really like tell, a, but you're in a you camper in the U.S. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. That's good. Because I am dying right now. Montana is like, it's calling my name. It's telling me to come back. All right. So do you mind sharing a little bit about yourself? Where are you from originally? And where are you currently living? So I'm actually born and raised in Oak Park, Michigan. Oh, okay. Uh, and, you know, my parents actually came here with nothing. My parents came here as immigrants. You know, I'm I'm um, actually Middle Eastern. My nationality is called Chaldean. So I know most people have not really heard it. We're a minority. We come from Iraq. But oh, okay. we're, like, we're basically Christian Arabs. And we're basically, the best thing to compare ourselves to is Babylonian. Oh, so, wow. like, you know, like ancient civilization. Yeah. But we go way back. Like we are basically oh. Babylonians. Okay. So it's kind of crazy. You know, I did a DNA test to myself. And I am, I'm actually almost a hundred percent. They call it 99.9 because they can't say a hundred, but oh. yeah, I'm basically a hundred percent Babylonian. It's kind of crazy. That but, is so stinking cool. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I know. That tells you that no one ever, ever married out outside of their, of their like village basically. Yeah. yeah. And your wife is too, right? She's also. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. Exactly. Her parents also migrated here, just like my parents. Right. So, you know, and it's crazy that, you know, a lot of people that have come to the Detroit area 
or, um, you know, that have migrated here, the Chaldean community, they all came here with nothing. We all came here with nothing, but we're able to make a lot out of ourselves. You know, ancient Mesopotamia, you know, Babylonians at one point were the richest people in the world, but there also weren't that many people in the world during that time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's, 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 pretty, it's, it's some amazing stuff, you know? So now I understand you're going to be, I don't know if this is public knowledge, but aren't you expecting a little one? So you're going to be making more, right? Yes, public knowledge. I have a photo right on my Facebook page. Oh, that's fantastic. Yes. We're, you guys are following, Dr. Dan is going to be having a baby in what? About how July, many weeks? July, July. Oh my gosh. 13 or 14 around there. Oh, wow. Congratulations. That's Thank amazing. Oh, so much. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually so excited and so happy. That's so, life changing. So, it's going to be a boy, too. Oh, yay. I've got boys. I've got two. You're going to love it. You're going to love every stinking minute. So they're going to so tear down excited. this whole house. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? They're like tornadoes. Well, depending <laughs> on what you get, right? Exactly. All right, so I have a question for you. I know that you've dealt with some health struggles yourself. And I, you know, I just announced that you had dealt with your, actually some major health struggles such as cancer. And I know that came about in a very early age and around what, 10 or 11 years old? Yes. Right around there. Okay. How did you know that you had, and what type of cancer was it? So it was called an oligodendroglioma. So it was, yeah, it was, it was like a grade two brain tumor in my right temporal lobe. By okay. the time they had found it, it was the size of an egg. So oh it was very large. How so I don't, I was around 11 years old, around okay. there. 11, oh my 12. gosh. That's yeah. Crazy. So I don't have a right temporal lobe anymore. It's pretty much gone. So, you know, I'm talking, I have a great memory. I'm, I'm blessed. That's neuroplasticity for you. I'll get there in a bit though. But, you know, basically my childhood, it's, it was surrounded with a lot of health concerns, a lot of health issues because of everything. Before we found the tumor, I would get random deja vu sensations. I had problems learning. I had problems with school. I had problems making friends. No, I mean, when I was very young, I didn't have that problem. But as I got older, when the tumor was growing, that's when it started becoming more of an issue for me. Mm-hmm. So what ended up happening was I, I, um, I started having those auras started turning into like, like stronger auras, like an aura, almost like a deja vu sensation, you know? Okay. Wow. Um, yeah. And you know, like my parents would always, you know, dislodge it and just say, Oh, don't worry about it. You're okay. Don't worry. It's nothing. Don't get nothing to worry about. Then they started turning into seizures. Oh my God. Wow. I, yeah, like I started, you know, like losing consciousness and passing out, you know, but before even I started passing out, they thought they found a problem with my heart, had to do a heart ablation on me. It was just extra fibers causing my heart to be too quick. 10 or 11 years, years old. Yeah, I was most likely born with it, the extra fibers in my heart. Okay, that's okay. going just, you know, kind of burn them off. And, you know, I mean, I've been fine ever since. It hasn't really ever been a problem ever again. But right. um, what ended up happening was that after that, I started passing out. And I started losing consciousness, just completely passing out. And then that's when my parents were like, all right, we got to look into this. So they put me on seizure medication. And they didn't order a, a CAT scan or an MRI right away. They just let me be like that thinking it was an imbalance and I'm just growing like, you know, it's something going on in the brain, you know? So I, I went on seizure medications and those seizure medications make you a lot worse. Yeah. They make you a lot, a lot worse. It makes yeah. you like, you feel like a zombie, you know, and those seizure meds are used secondary as mood stabilizer. Yeah. So I wasn't even myself, you know? At, so, at 12, which is in, in like you're yeah. that early adolescence going into the teenage years. And it's, I mean, 
you get the moody teenage years, but then you're now you're adding actual chemical changes to your exactly. body. Exactly. So what I was on is a sodium channel blocker. So, you know, okay. the, basically your, your receptors in the brain can't communicate as well anymore. Okay. So basically what ended up happening to me was it was like, it was horrible. And that, you know, I, they said I had to have brain surgery. But the good thing about being young is you don't understand exactly what's happening. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't nervous before the surgery. Yeah. At all. And then I remember when laying there about to be put under and the anesthesiologist says to me, are you nervous? I'm like, nope. He's like, well, he's like, he's like, really? I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to go to sleep and wake up and that's it. It'll be over. So I remember being put out and I remember that being the deepest, darkest, most hardcore sleep ever. Yeah. Someone took a baseball bat and hit me on the head as hard as they possibly could. That's the best kind of knockout that was. Cause then I woke up, I was paralyzed. The whole side of my body I couldn't move my left arm. I lost my vision and my half my left eye, half of my right eye, over half of my left eye. It was my whole left peripheral was gone. To the brain, it's the opposite. When you do surgery on the right side, it controls the left and vice yeah. versa. So, you know, basically what ended up happening to me was I still remembered who everybody was around me, but mm-hmm. I was, I, you know, so weak from that surgery. And mm-hmm. I was, I was literally paralyzed from the surgery. I could barely move. I couldn't see very well at all. I couldn't, I, I could hardly function. I could hardly be a kid. So, and I wake up from a surgery and I'm freaking out in panic mode, like mm-hmm. screaming and screaming in recovery. I had to be in recovery for 12 hours. Surgery was, was, was 11 hours long. Okay. And you know, I had literally like, they, they were watching me so closely. Yeah. And I remember after a day or two, when I was awake, you know, I had family all around me. It was great. I had great support. My, my, you know, my parents were there. My mom and dad, were, my mom and dad were there. My family was there. My brothers were there. You know, I had a good support system, but you know, at the same time, after a few days when I started becoming aware of like my surroundings and everything, cause it was such a big surgery. I was like, you know what? I'm like, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to, I'm going to get through this. I'm not going to suffer. I'm going to, I'm going to push myself, but I would still cry still mm-hmm. break down as a kid. Cause I'm like, I can never play sports again. I can't do this again. Can't do that again. And you know, when you're that young, it's eating you alive. You can't, you know, you don't really understand, you know? Yeah. So anyway, well, I want to say, I've talked about this and I don't mean to interrupt you, but I have talked about this in the past in past episodes and even on my own lives that a child usually doesn't start they're concrete thinkers. And when I say concrete thinking, if I say that the sky is purple, if I'm a, parent and I say oh the sky's purple right as a child they're like is it purple they're not necessarily questioning it but as you get older when you're starting to get more developing features in the brain and everything else you start to become an abstract thinker so and I can see exactly where you were at in your mind going into the surgery and then coming out of it and now you're like holy shit my life is completely changed and why right? Did you start questioning yourself? All the time. Okay. And then after like the surgery was, I would look at my dad and I would say, dad, I'm like, am I going to live? Am I going to live a long life? Am I, am I going to die? Like, I didn't know what was going to happen to me. Right. I mean, I didn't know, like, you know, and you know, my dad would say, no, you're going to be fine. Don't worry. You're going to be okay. The the biggest thing my dad would say is the hard part is done. You finished the surgery. Now you need to recover. So you know, I stayed in the hospital and, you know, they told me I was going to be there for about, I think a month or two. I was out, walked out in two weeks. That's walked, like a miracle. <laughs> I know. I was very, very, very resilient. I was very like, 
optimistic and I was like, yeah. I'm going to get the hell out of here. You know, I, I don't I blame like, you. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm not going to stay here. Yeah. Yeah. I like the cafeteria food, but I'm like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I <laughs> All love the it. drugs they were pumping me with. Were, yeah. I, I still remember waking up in the middle of the night screaming and panic for hours and hours and happening multiple days in a row of screaming and screaming and screaming. And then the kid next to me would wake up in the night and scream because he fell in a bonfire. The unit I was on was the therapy unit. Yeah. And then we'd go over to that unit to, you know, to do therapy every single day. It was all day doing therapy to, you know, to heal my body or to strengthen my body again. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it was all day long, respiratory therapy, this therapy, that therapy. It was one thing after the next, after the next, after the next. I mean, hyper-focused on recovery. Yeah, it was all recovery. Yeah, yeah. And the kid next to me that fell in the bonfire, having him scream right next to me, I felt so bad for him. You know, it it would break my heart hearing him cry, you know? And I'd always go over there and I would always ask to make sure he's okay and, you know, I'd ask him if I could help him. And I'm like, and I'm literally over there, like barely walking a weekend. I'd walk by his room and I'd be like, hey, I forgot his name. But I would say, do you need help with anything? And I'm like, I'm not patient right next to him. Right. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? To, I mean, you're a compassionate person. You have clients that are like, I mean, they're your, they're, you, they turn into like your friends, right? You're, you're compassionate yeah, they are. what they're going through. And because you, you walked this walk you know how traumatically impactful it had been on your life. And so you can oh, yeah. feel that. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the yeah. fast forward time, you know, I, my vision started to come back and I had a second brain surgery in 2016 because I, when I was around 16 years old around that time, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry, not 2000, ugh, 2006. I was, wait a minute. That doesn't make sense. 2006, yeah, 2006, <laughs> yeah. not 16. Okay, gotcha, okay. gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not kind of Verification, got it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah got so it. 2006 it was. And okay. I was 16 years old at the time. Okay. And that surgery was way easier. They, they found some, like some, uh, they were, I did radiation therapy cause they found some growth in the tumor and I was mm-hmm. so young, still only 16 years old. I didn't know any better. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what ended up happening was I ended up having a second surgery, which was a lot easier than the first one. I was out of the hospital in like two, three days recovery wow. in a couple of weeks and I was back to normal, but it mm-hmm. wasn't that big surgery. You know, they okay. just found out, they thought it was either fluid or blood in the tumor it ended up being just blood. If it was fluid, that would mean it's becoming active again which mm-hmm. wasn't the case for me. Okay. And so, you know, fast forwarding time from there, I had to deal with, I was, you know, I ended up uh, getting chronic Lyme, getting really mm-hmm. sick. I had a bullseye rash, went to the doctor. They told me it's nothing. A dermatologist said it's nothing. Don't worry about it. Go wow. home. And then I was dealing with chronic illnesses, getting sick, having so much ba- back pain. They accidentally discovered the thyroid cancer while doing a thoracic MRI. And they saw that, that there was something glowing here. So they biopsied it, said it was uh, something called a papillary carcinoma, which okay. is a very treatable and the most common kind of thyroid yeah. cancer. Yes. Okay. So they did something called thyroidectomy. And mind you, I'm sick with Lyme. I had chronic like neuropathy. Like, my neuropathy was horrible in my entire body. And can you, can you uh, say neuropathy, numbness, similar to like MS symptoms? Yeah. Very similar yeah. to okay. like, you know, know, like MS yeah. or Lou Gehrig's disease, like ALS. <laughs> Like I, you know, I had like burning, like it's called small fiber neuropathy, large yep. fiber is something they can find on an EMG. Small yep. fiber is something that they can't really detect and like on the EMG because these are the small nerve fibers that they can't detect. Right. So I had that all over my body, everywhere burning. And so I'm like, maybe and my, I, I was only 20. So, huh? I'm sorry, some fibromyalgia patients deal with that. Yeah, I know. And you know what? A lot of it, you know, it's, it can either be pertaining to the immune system or can either be pertained to, you know, like if you'd say you have chronic Lyme disease. So the way I look at it is there's a reason why 
some patients have Lyme and have zero symptoms and some patients have Lyme and they're sick as a dog. But yeah. a lot of the times what will happen is they'll think back and they'll, they'll remember a moment in time that they'll remember what caused or what kind of traumatic event happened in their life to start their symptoms. Mm-hmm. So because why? Because your immune system gets really knocked down yes. and it really, really does. And then things can, you know, things can start layering again. Yeah. Because and you look- and I, I want to make sure people know, I always try to find comparative links. Right. You and I both have kind of dove into that area because we both went at it so many different ways. You and I went to a stem cell clinic, same one, you know, yeah, I went all to Germany for that. You went to Germany. I went to the one in the Beverly Hills. But I also want to just make real clear, you guys, anything that we discuss, I want to disclaim, it's not a substitute for what you're currently doing to help heal yourself, okay? We're just having a conversation. And this, again, is not advice. This is just a conversation. And I I just want to put that out there so it does not replace what you're currently doing. Yes, this is not not medical advice. If I bring up doses of any kind. If you guys want to implement that, I highly recommend you guys schedule a consultation with me first. I highly recommend because every case is individualized, everybody. So anything I mentioned, you know, anything, I can't make any claims to treat, diagnose, or be responsible for any misdiagnoses, whatnot. You know, I am a naturopathic doctor. So, Mm -hmm. you know, in the holistic world, you guys know how that goes. Well, let me um, ask you real quick to go back just a bit because I because there's a lot of points to be made here. So, so you healed your thyroid. Did you do Western type medicine, or is that when you started diving into the alternative type side of medicine? Wait, you said I'm sorry. One more time. So, when, so no. you had. I just want to clarify to our followers. So you had brain cancer, right? So yeah. at 11. Oh yeah, conventional. Had, first. Then you had another bout of brain. Yes, in my early twenties. In your early twenties. And you still kind of did, you went the Western medicine route. So radiation, did you do any? No, the second, so the time that when it was growing back again, when they said that they saw the cancer cells coming back. Yeah. So basically what I did was they wanted to do like a gamma knife on me, which is like a large Mm -hmm. dose of radiation all at once. And they wanted to do chemotherapy on me. And then another surgeon said he wanted to do surgery on me. Because, you know, and, and then, you know, I'm like, you know, I remember him being, being in the office and, you know, being really sad and crying because I'm like, I don't want to deal with this again. It's really, really, really rough. You know, I don't want to do this again. So I ended up just, you know, following my own regimen. I, I found this naturopathic doctor. Well, he wasn't really a doctor. He was a man working out of his house okay. that treated people because he knew of a, a good protocol. And I followed his protocol. And, you know, here I am, you know, in school, undergrad studying. And, you know, going through all this crap and still studying and still pushing through everything and following his protocol and everything. And then three months later, they do another MRI and they're like, whoa, they're like whatever you're doing, keep doing it. It's working. The, the tumor is shrinking. We don't see it shrunk a lot. They said it looks a lot smaller. That's amazing. So, so yeah, exactly. So many people hope to think, OK, if they're going on their second, third round of cancer, you can. And I'm assuming you trusted your gut. Well, like, screw this. I'm not going to keep killing myself, you know, and the mitochondria damage is insane when it comes to, you know, all those invasive type treatments, right? Oh, yeah. You were like, you know what, I'm going to build my body back up the way it's naturally supposed to be. And, you know, sometimes we find these people in their in their basement, and they're brilliant. I just want to make sure that people are aware that, you know, if you're instinctively connecting to, oh, I don't want to go back through this type of plan again, trust your instinct. There are alternatives out there. And Dr. Jadan is a testament to having 
two different cancers come at him. And then he's like, you know what? I'm going to try a different route. I'm going to trust my body that it can heal. And this is what I'm going to try to do. And this is just a testament. You're going to give somebody hope today. I'm just going to tell you that right now. The thing is, is like, the sad thing is a lot of people that come and see me have are already far progressed. You know, yeah. they're stage four by the time they come to me. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it's really hard to save somebody. So the reason why I decided, you know, I'm going to be honest at, you know, that young of an age that if I could go back, I would have done the same thing. But mm-hmm. My point is, is that at that young of an age, it's kind of hard to make that type of decision. But the fact that it was growing so slow, you know what I mean? And they wanted to prevent it from growing more, that yeah. gave time. But if it was something like, you know, stage four, stage three, it's then I would send people out to like, you know, the clinics out of the country to go and get treatment. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's when I would send them out, you know, to the big guns out there. Yeah. Well, my question is for you. Now, a lot of people, when they're trying to get well, you know, and they've dealt with cancer, they're dealing with Lyme, they're dealing with mold, you deal with, you you talk about genetic uh, variations and mutations and genetic disorders in your lives. And they're dealing with that. Number one, they've got the dismissed piece to this, right? The abandonment by the doctors. I don't know how to treat you. But then they're also going back and checking in with their gut. And they're like, well, I don't know if I want to do, I know for myself, I was on multi-cocktail therapies. It was literally killing my liver. My liver enzymes were out of this world. I was slowly dying from the inside out. I was under hundred pounds. I sold antibiotics. I know better than this. I should not be on some of the biggest hard hitting antibiotic regimens all at once. This is literally killing me. So I stopped and I said, you know what? I got to go an alternate route. I ended up doing B-Venom therapy. You know, I don't want to override your story, but I had a lot of resistance, okay, in my own family. Oh, you're not doing that. That's crazy. Stick with the plan. Did you have that type of resistance when you opted for an alternative route, even with the cancer and with the Lyme and mold and everything else? Did you have resistance with that in your own family? So when you say resistance, you mean? Meaning like, you know, people were questioning you going, what the heck are you doing, Dr. Oh, Dan? Yeah. Why are, you are you trying, why are you trying to just stick with the normal conventional, yeah. you know, methods of treatment? Did you have so that? The best way to describe how our family is, is like similar to like Italians. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure you guys know how Italians are. Like, yeah. you know, the families are all close together, but they speak their mind, right? Yeah. Same yeah, thing yeah. with us. It's the same exact thing. Yeah. So with us, I have my family calling me crazy. Like, you know, yeah. like, like, don't do this. What, you're trying to play doctor now? Like, you're yeah. trying to do this, that? Like, you know, and I was like, I don't care. I'm like, I'm not, I'm like, you guys aren't the ones suffering. I am. Yeah. yeah. I'm, like, I'm the one that is going through this, not you guys. Yeah. And you know what? I, I mean, I did my research and I feel like this is something I want to try. I have time. So mm-hmm. my family said, you know, do what you got to do. But, you know, they would ask me every day, you know, like every few days, Hey, you know, are you feeling okay? How are you doing? Just, you know, every once in a while they'll bring it up. Like, Hey, how are you feeling and stuff? You yeah. Know, we'll the MRI shows, but then they would call me an idiot. They'd call me stupid. They'd call me this, call me that. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? Like, how are you taking all these supplements? What are you doing this? Like, you know, it was a lot of judging, a lot of being judged and right. misjudged because but you, I, learn, but you learn to trust your instinctual drive of being like, I know what I need. Like my, I know my body can heal. I know that if, you know, and plus two, you're so educated in, you know, the types of supplements to use. And again, medical disclaimer, medical disclaimer, but you're so educated. You became even more educated, especially when you were diagnosed with Lyme. I remember watching a live of yours. You were talking about that. You created, you know, kind of a plan specific for your body and your mind. 
right? Exactly. And and I want to make sure people are clear when they're trying to heal and Dr. Jadan healed from these massive health traumas in his life, but he didn't go out at willy nilly. He had an action focused plan that was customized to him. So I want to make that clear because that's what you're here for. That's, do you feel like you see that out, you know, with some of your patients that try to willy nilly go at it and you're like, Oh, what are you doing? Cause I want to make sure that, you know, you're like, no, don't do that. <laughs> Come to well, me. A lot right? of people do, Yeah. They want to do things on their own outside of the direction of, you know, our professional. Yeah. You know? And you know, that, that can save people a lot of time, a lot of headache, a lot of yeah. money even by going to a yeah. professional and having them direct them, you know, yeah. someone that's gone through the training, someone that's gone through the process, someone that's dealt with these things, you know? So like, you know, a lot of things that are missed, like, is that every, pretty much every disease, including cancer, chronic illnesses, everything is linked to the mitochondria, by the way. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, studies show that the farther away you go from the equator, farther north, farther south, whatever it may be, the farther you are from the equator, the increase in chronic illness, like multiple sclerosis, like even the way people handle Lyme disease, like fibromyalgia, like Hashimoto's. I mean, when I was in Miami, Florida, I saw 80, 90 year old people walking down the beach, walking four or five miles, and they felt great. You know what it was? It's the mitochondria, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how do you have a healthy mitochondria? What do you do, right? Well, there's a lot of things that we can talk about. Well, for one, I like to tell people to go, you know, disclaimer, by the way, guys, you know, I, I can't make any claims here, but the ketogenic diet has been shown to be- Can you say that again? The ketogenic? Ketogenic diet has okay. been shown to be a lot better of a source of energy for your mitochondria. For it, Basically, when you're using ketones versus a carb for a source of energy, aka fat as a source of energy, it's providing five times as much ATP to the mitochondria. So when you're comparing a ketone or a fat to a carb. So okay. five times, you know what I mean? Do you see that? And then remember this, and a lot of people will go and have a diet high in sugar. And then guess what feeds cancer? Guess what has has four times as many glucose receptors as a, as a healthy cell, cancer yeah. cells. So when you're eating sugar, you're feeding the cancer. And then guess what they give you when you go to these places for radiation and chemo? There's candy up front. Mm-hmm. They have chocolate, candy, and everything. You know, it's crazy how these things are very simple. These things can be easily proven. And I don't understand why they continue to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then there's also other supplements out there like, growth chain macrophage activating factors, which actually have studies, you know, disclaimer, but studies have shown that, you know, the GCMOF, growth chain macrophage activating factors, actually help fight off cancer, help Mm -hmm. to kill off the cancer cells, right? And so, you know, people can get them from various ways as creams, injectables, whatever it may be. You know, and then of course, you know, there's other things that people can do too to help modulate their immune system, you know, like certain peptides that that they can use, mm-hmm. you know, and then of course, you know, getting to the root cause of everything. And, you know, one thing we haven't really even touched on yet is the gut where 80% of our immune system is, right? That's yep. where histamine is made in the gut, right? Yep. So you got histamine and you have a lot of the hormones as well. So people don't realize that, you know, when they're watching sunrise and sunset every day, they're not getting UV, they're getting infrared light in the morning and towards the sunset. That's mm-hmm. infrared light. And what that does, that helps to reset your circadian rhythm. Mm-hmm. And by resetting your circadian rhythm, that helps to improve your sleep. It helps to control inflammation. It helps to regulate hormones. And women are out here wondering why they have PCOS. They're wondering why they have estrogen dominance. 
Yeah. I'm like, well, I took the supplement for six months and nothing's working. But like, well, you know, we're human beings. We should be getting sunlight. We should be out in the sun. And it's more than just the sunrise and the sunset. It's going out in the sun during the day, of course, okay. you know. And of course, you know, under my direction, I tell people when to go out, what to do, how to block, you know, make sure to block blue light before bed, how long to do it, what's the best way to do it, yeah. you know. And then blue light, of course, will ruin your sleep. It'll stop your brain from screaming melatonin. And you know what I mean? So you, it's not good. And then if you're not sleeping, you'll never heal. You know, and for folks, it's literally that whole concept of it's a whole lifestyle. It's a whole living. You change it when you change your diet, change your way of thinking, change how you get outside and explore, shut your mind down at night. I had a sleep expert coming on. Sleep hygiene is absolutely critical. How you go about preparing for sleep, that relationship with sleep. And it does. There is study after study now about what we're exposing ourselves when we're looking at our screens and even children. So, you know, Dr. Dan is suggesting that you go at it with the holistic approach, right? So the whole mind and the body, (laughs) all right, you know, and you're not going to come to him for a quick fix. That's not what he's going to do for you, right? (laughs) Exactly. That's why I want you to distinguish between, you know, they want if they want to go to the doctor and have them give them a pill and, and go home, then I'm not for them. It's yeah. that simple. You know, I, I'm not going to beat around the bush. If you're someone that can't put in the work, which is a much greater reward, mm-hmm. then I'm sorry, but I can't help you. But yeah. if you're someone that's motivated, that says, Hey, I don't care. I'll do whatever it takes to heal. I'll do whatever it takes to be a healthier person. I'll do whatever yeah. it takes because I know that I only have one life and I know that I want to live it up. And I know I don't want to suffer anymore. Those are the type of, types of patients that I like to have. Those are so, the type of, of people that I like to see. I love that. I love what you just said because some folks, you know, and including in my own practice, and, you know, you and I have talked about this, and hence the reason why I'm like, want to clue in on some collaboration work with you. It's the approach of the mind and the body and supporting. And you and I both know we've had our health struggles. We did not get well overnight. We came at it at a very customized approach, address the body, address the mind, get outside, be more physically active. Do not be complacent. The body can heal itself. Right. And so the body, the tools it needs the sun for the mitochondria, and then, yeah. of course, there's other work that I do with genetics as well. Yeah, okay. And I work on work even with glial cells. So, like, oh, oh, awesome. people have problems with overreactive glial cells. Like, my tumor, for example, was a glial type tumor. A lot of people are coming yeah. with glial type tumors. They come to me with that problem. And I'm like, yeah. and I tell them, hey, wait. So, we got to give you something to help modulate these glial cells, right? Mm-hmm. So, and that, guess what? Those glial cells are linked to anxiety. They're linked to chronic pain, inflammation that does not turn off. Kind of like when you hurt your thumb and then that still hurts for months. You hurt your back and that's been a year and you're still having that that same exact pain because of glial cells. They install spinal stimulators and they in the spinal cord to help with pain. And guess what they work on? Glial cells. Supplements. These supplements can work not just on the body. They can get into the brain, work on glial cells in the brain, which will also can also help your sleep, can also help control anxiety. But again, disclaimer, it's not, you know, I can't make any claims there, but that's just yeah. what the research has shown. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Yes. No so my question for you is, this is kind of my last wrap up question, but uh, first and foremost, if you want to work with Dr. Jadan, how do you go about doing that? That's kind of like the number one thing I think folks want to know. Sure. Do they, they make an appointment with you? What's, do you have a program? So the, the best way is for them to go to my website, which is thepurerx.com. 
T-H-E-T-U-R-E-R-X.com. And that's X as an X-ray, R-X. You see it up in the, in the summary. All right. Awesome. Okay. And they need to go there. They can fill out a contact form on my website. Okay. Uh, and I also encourage them to also fill out the individual health questionnaire under the client form section on the website. And then by doing those two things, you know, I can, I'll give them a call me or my assistant will call. Most likely we'll email them. My assistant will email them. Lisa will to get a quick 10 to 15 minute free consult with me to kind awesome. of see if they were a good fit for each other. Okay. And if I feel like we're a good fit. Then I'll schedule them myself for, for an appointment and then, you know, kind of follow from there. And I'm seeing patients all over the world right now, virtual. Virtual has honestly been the best way to go. If I feel like they need further testing out, you know, I can advise them and do so that way or even communicate with their MD. But I only communicate with open-minded MDs. I don't like to communicate with ones that are very closed. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm all about that. So at the end of the day, they just need to go and fill that out. And then, you know, I can, I'll definitely reach out to them. That's awesome. Okay. And I also want to do Instagram as well and Facebook. They can feel free. You know, I'm I'm getting really close to my max amount of uh, friends on there. So shoot me a message and I can always respond or Instagram, Matthew Judan ND on Instagram as well. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. And I'll make sure to plug all that information into the podcast summary and on the lives. So you guys connect with him. He also has done, and I've seen him do lives and he talks about different you know, topics in regards to overall physical and mental health. So you guys check him out on Facebook and Instagram. And I want to ask you one last question. And cause like I said, you and I both have a lot of followers around chronic illness, cancer, Lyme, mold, everything genetic, you know, and I want to know if they're out there struggling right now and they've, you know, they're doing everything. You and I both know we, we walked the walk and we struggled ourselves. And at some days it's just, we feel so hopeless, right? We feel like, right. okay, I don't even know what to do. I don't know how to help myself because you come from a place of understanding, compassion. You've been there, done that. What type of message can you give them to give them a hope rope today? So the number one thing is to never give up because once you give up hope, you're already going down a path to failure. You yep. know what I mean? Like, do you know, you got to stop feeling sorry for yourself because then yep. that, then you're not going to get anywhere either. And then you want to get out of that mindset that I'm sick all the time. That's yep. the biggest thing ever. Because if you can't get out of that mindset, you're never going to heal. I mean, I'm sorry to say it, but you're never, ever going to heal. And you wake up in the morning and you're like, man, I, don't, I feel like crap again, or I'm having chronic pain or this and that. If you're resilient, like when I was sick, I looked up every single day. My whole life revolved around getting better. What can I do next? But it was me working, me doing the right exercises, me making sure I'm seeing the right people, me making sure I'm doing everything the right way. And that's because I was resilient, you know? At one point, you know, when I was, you know, to go back to my childhood, I used to just want to be just like everyone else. But then I started realizing that I started becoming better than everyone else. My resiliency was paying off, yeah. you know? So that's what I really wanted. And just like when I was in chronic pain a few years ago, when I injured both my shoulders at the same time and my back, I spent a couple of years of healing myself and now I'm a power lifter <laughs> and it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I know. It's kind of insane. So you know what I mean? So it's been a long road, but you just can't give up. You really can't. I mean, if you put two women that have breast cancer next to each other, one has a good attitude, one has a bad attitude. The one with the good attitude is more likely to survive than the one with the bad attitude, right? So energy goes in all directions. It's quantum physics. Yes. 
Yeah. And I, I could talk for a whole hour about quantum physics alone. I know you and I can. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've done it in the past. So yeah, exactly. you and I are both on that same mindset of focused, customized action plan, addressing mind and body. Don't right. give up. If you have the will, again, speaking to tenacity, to resiliency, we all have that instinctual drive to overcome, to heal that will, that inner, you know, survival instinct tap into that and he's your way I'm your way there's a lot of ways out there and Dan has given you so many amazing you know nuggets today to plant you know to follow those little nuggets and he can help you you guys he can get you started on the right path and it's not you know pulling from left field right field and shooting from the hip or shooting out you know shooting in the dark he's going to help you and it's going to be customized to you so you guys, please message Dr. Jadan and connect with him through his website, which is the purerx.com. All right, you guys. Well, thank you so much for joining in today. And like I said, this will be on replay on my Facebook page. If you want to connect with Dr. Jadan, he's given you all his information. Thank you again. I really appreciate it. And I hope you all have a fantastic day. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Wow. What a great episode. And a special thank you to our expert today. I hope today's episode inspired you, empowered you, and gave you some hope today. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for our next episode. Cheers, my friend. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, review, or even share this podcast to someone who needs hope and inspiration. You can connect with me at www.flipinshift.com. Follow me on Facebook. Instagram, YouTube, and even Clubhouse at Flip and Shift. Please join me next time for another expert chat or survivor talk.